Imagine a pill that can improve your focus, your memory, your sleep. A catalyst to improve your brain chemistry. Dr. Bill's Cognition Plus is truly the smarter in an hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been depleted, like dopamine and norepinephrine. Stimulate the release of others, like serotonin and oxytocin. Improve circulation and energy production. Protect your mind and your loved ones today. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Cognition Plus at 888-212-8871 or go online to NutriMedical.com. That's 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. And listen to the NutriMedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. NutriMedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Welcome back to the Nutramedical Report, and uh, it's so great to be here at Genesis Network. We are at 2 to 5 Central Time, 12 to 3 Pacific, and 3 to 6 Eastern every weekday, Monday to Friday. And, of course, we also have our websites, Nutramedical, Nutrition and Medicine. I am your telemedicine, functional medicine doctor. And, by the way, you don't have to pay anything in order to contact me by email. Even if you've never bought a thing, you can just email Dr. Bill Nutramedical, N-U-T-R-I Medical, Nutramedical at drbill, D-E-A-G-L-E dot com. About 2 to 5% of the time you're going to require a consultation, in which case I have to review records, have you fill in my functional history form, and even I can send test kits to you anywhere in the world. So that's amazing. And we have our other websites, our news, uh, conservative, uh, constitutional, and Christian website, clayandiron.com, with the above government technology and classified information. You'll find tons of it there including going to repost an article I received many years ago from a Finnish munitions expert that proposed the demolition of the World Trade Center Tower in 1998 with micronukes and RDX. And again, I had two nuclear physicists working with me, a high school physics professor, Dr. Ward, who gave me some of the initial information, and the U.S. Geological uh, survey that actually gave me the radioisotope analysis material that I presented in 2007. Later, uh, proven correct with Jim Fetzer and his research groups as well five years later. So you have to understand I am a expert in a number of areas and I challenge anybody out there to ask me a puff question in any area and I will provide you either an immediate and instant solution whether it's medical, geopolitical, financial, astrophysical, or environmental issues or a framework to find the answer. There's not a shortage of answers as our Next guest is one of the most dynamic broadcasters out there, Josh Bernstein. The problem is the powers that be don't want us to find solutions or think solutions are possible. So uh, he has his own programs. Josh Bernstein is a representative for AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S, the Association for Mature American Citizens. And uh, he, if you can get a special membership through AMAC, which is I belong to, I also belong to Gun Owners of America. This is like the, the, the uh, AMAC is like the, the for, for we call 
middle-aged and elderly people, this is your conservative home, not the AARP. It's AMAC. Uh, so welcome back, Josh. We have lots of stuff to cover today, so let's get started with your top agenda. You do lots of video shows at, over at your um, uh, website, uh, and of course it's a video website. And can you give that website address, please? Yeah, it's www.patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Josh Bernstein, J-O-S-H-B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N, all one word, no space, patreon.com forward slash Josh Bernstein. And as you mentioned earlier, yes, I am the proud national spokesman for an amazing group known as the Association of Mature American Citizens. Uh, AMAC.us is the website. We are the conservative alternative to AARP. Uh, when we lobby on behalf of Washington and Congress and our members, it is to provide them with more freedom, more choice, and, of course, more control over their own health care choices and decisions. Uh, we're always working behind the scenes to get health care passed, to repeal, repeal Obamacare, and, honestly, to make sure that anything that comes forward as a new replacement is limited government in scope. Uh, and by nature. So check us out at amac.us. You can also call toll-free 888-262-2006. Again, 888-262-2006. Tell them you heard Josh Bernstein on the Dr. Bill Deagle Show, and we'll give you a, a free membership, absolutely free, no strings attached, free membership. Again, amac.us. Right, you get uh, all kinds of amazing benefits uh, from uh, travel insurance, health insurance, uh, you know, uh, uh, so many different benefits it's amazing and also you get spokespeople that are working on plans like the EMAC plan for healthcare reform and again we want an American style system you do not want socialized medicine like Canada, Britain and elsewhere I've seen and worked in it you want a system that's truly American it's basically a federal system where the government both federal and state don't have their paws uh, in your bedroom or you're forcing you to take drugs or toxic vaccines this week they just passed laws in Italy and Germany and if, you, if the parents don't submit their children to at least 10 vaccines before they go to school, the parents can be heavily fined, and there's been massive protests about this in Europe. So people don't understand, you don't have autonomy in Europe. You don't even have representative government anymore. The 85% of the rulemaking is made by bureaucrats in Strasbourg at the parliament or in, uh, uh, you know, in, in Brussels. And so... You really don't have representative government anymore. In fact, they're trying to dissolve the idea of nation states in Europe as a test example. Exactly, and there's you know the thirty-something countries of the European Union. Um, they basically do not have a say as far as who's coming in and out of their countries. They don't have control over their borders. Uh, they don't really have control over much of anything. Everything is done through Brussels, through the European Parliament. And uh, unfortunately, you know, that's why you're seeing Brexit take so long to actually be able to come to fruition. I know they're still working on it, and hopefully that's going to work out. Catalonia, now the uh, Spanish are saying that they're going to block people from actually voting for independence. So uh, it's amazing. These globalists have really just taken over, certainly Western Europe. They're trying to take over America uh, from the you know, House and Senate. Republicans and Democrats uh, against President Trump. So we're seeing a globalism, uh, you know, outreach that is everywhere, all over the globe. Unfortunately, they want to create these new unions, 
from the European Union to the African Union to the North American Union. They want these one-world global governments with no borders, and uh, it's pretty frightening stuff when you think about it. The, the uh, Journal of Foreign Affairs, which is the Journal of the Council on Foreign Relations, in 1973 published in the fall that they want to have ten trade zones read out of the Bible, and uh, we are trade zone three, which is North America, Canada, United States, and Mexico. People need to understand this is not a, this is not a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy reality. And the main skill set that people need to have that would disagree with us, don't disagree, just read. Just read. Read and weep. How's that? Yeah, and now I hate to say this because uh, I don't want to be negative, but with the fact that the Republicans have failed not once, not twice, not three times, but now four times to repeal and replace Obamacare, they've now taken it off the, the shelf, so to speak. Uh, I'm very, very worried that the next step for healthcare in America is going to go from Obamacare to what I'm going to be calling Sanders Care. Uh, Bernie Sanders has introduced the Medicare for <coughs> All Act of 2017 with 15 co-sponsors, including fellow communist senators Al Franken, Kamala Harris, and Elizabeth Warren. The Democrats are going to run around in 2018 and they're going to say, look, the Republicans couldn't repeal Obamacare when they promised that they could. So now we're going to get back in control, God forbid. And if they do, they're going to try to pass single-payer health care. Now remember, this is what they wanted in 2010. This is what they wanted from the very inception of the Affordable Care Act. They wanted single-payer health care. But the problem is they couldn't get enough votes for it back then. You had uh, Arlen Specter switching parties. You had the... Louisiana Purchase, you had the Cornhusker kickback, you had a lot of things that were going on to get Obamacare to pass and they figured that it would be a bridge too far if they reached out and tried to get single payer put into it as well. But remember, their goal and the way that they constructed and developed and created Obamacare was so that it would become a one payer system over time through attrition. This is their goal and Republicans in action on repealing Obamacare is going to possibly have grave consequences. Well, let me explain, because I worked in both countries. I worked in Canada and the United States. I have friends who worked in Britain and literally escaped when that system was collapsing around their ears. I remember one of my colleagues, uh, 1980, Dr. Ivor Glacier, triple-boarded specialist in internal medicine, allergy, and uh, cardiology. And what he told me is he couldn't believe the changes that occurred very rapidly with the British healthcare system. They don't have right now, for example, enough ambulance attendants and emergency care and if you achieve a certain Apache score or a certain age, they just start to terminate you. Here in America, if you enter the hospital, the first thing they do, even now, before Obamacare, which I call embalming care, is present right now, they assign you a social worker. That means they start to grease the, the plank, as they say in the Pirates movies, you know. Grease that plank, we're going to put a vote on the plank. Well, if you start to have a health problem and you're a certain age, the plank is greased with uh, single-payer health care, and your doctor is a white-coated spitznuts officer in the new Nazi regime of totalitarian health care where forced vaccines and forced polypharmacy is the call. shopping for truth you're going to find it here and by the way uh, I've been doing this uh, now for a number of years I started doing my show 
and Colorado Springs first, and then Clear Channel for years with Mark Allen Curry on Wednesday evening and Clear Channel across the country. I was asked uh, in February of 2005 by Ted Anderson here at Genesis to come to the network and start doing a regular show. He knew I had a radio show on Clear Channel, but because I was a above top secret clearance, worked as the exit examiner for the Alpha Primera building, and also had worked on classified projects as well as bioterrorism with Operation Top Off and Dark Winter, you're not going to hear secondhand stuff from Dr. Deagle. You're not going to hear it sliced and diced or made it nice. In other words, see, you like me. But I'm going to tell you the straight-up truth, whether it's medical truth, geopolitical, and that's why I bring on brilliant guests like Josh Bernstein to tell you the straight-up truth because right now the, the so-called media, and remember, the, the only thing we've got in the devil in the deep blue sea is telling the truth and seeking wisdom. It says in the Bible that my people perish for lack of vision or wisdom. And if you don't have wisdom and vision, you're going to lose. You're going to seriously be damaged. For example, right now, the taking a knee with the national anthem is an obscenity that cannot be countenanced. Uh, people don't understand how serious this is because once you destroy the idea that there is a nation state of America, once you destroy the idea that your constitutional rights come from your creator God, once you destroy the idea that you have people dying in Kandahar right now and 3,000 miles east the, the uh, NFL players are taking a knee with the national anthem but they stand for the playing of the of the, the song to the Queen of England it's just disgusting isn't it it absolutely is and I'll tell you right now the protests are over they are going to end very very soon they're going to have to end and I'll explain why obviously the ratings are way down but more than just the ratings, you've got DirecTV uh, giving back their money for, for people that have subscribed for the NFL packages. You've got profit sharing down. The NFL is a $14 billion entity as a league, and an average franchise is worth around $2.37 billion. The average operating cost of a stadium for the NFL is $91.34 million per year, and the average contract that they pay one of these players is $2.1 million for anywhere between two and four years. Now, this is clearly supply-side economics here, okay? If the demand is low and the supply is high, then guess what? Your profits are going to suffer. And if it's going to be the other way, it's going to be the opposite way. Right now, the demand is low for the NFL. Their ratings is down. That means that their profit-sharing package, which is worth about $280 million to each team, is going to dwindle. You're going to see concession uh, prices go down. You're going to see um, parking go down at the stadiums. You're going to see uh, the luxury suites and the boxes and the, and the season ticket prices either go down or not be sold. Then you have all the packages and you have the advertising share and the revenue shares and then you have everything on top of that which has to do with the NFL packages and NFL Network and Dish TV and DirecTV. You're already starting to see some of that. Now we're starting to see uh, states and state legislatures taking hold of this. Uh, for instance, in Louisiana, just yesterday, there was a bill proposed that was going to cut the public funding to Tom Benson for his New England Pelicans and his New Orleans Saints team. So I'm telling you right now, by the time the next manager's meeting comes about, maybe even sooner, the NFL is going to vote to permanently ban these protesters. We're not stripping your First Amendment right. You can still protest. 
but you can't do it at work and you can't do it uh, at the stadium. And I guarantee you they're going to change the rules on that because other than that, they're either going to go bankrupt, they're going to relocate, or they're going to close down their franchises. And I don't think that any of those three things are going to happen. Right. And I, I talked about solutions. For example, here's the reality. About 70 years ago, if you're a black family, you're most likely had a husband in the building, in the, in the home. Uh, you're a very conservative Christian. Uh, social services and so on is gradually destroyed in the sense, not just the black family, but people in what we call the poor ghettos inside the large megacities. And the real solution, we talked about this with people from Gun Owners of America, is to have a civilian militia of color, for example, in the inner city of it's black, like Chicago, that is armed, which is not armed also because of Rahm Emanuel, the maniac there. Uh, we should call him Wrong Emanuel instead of Rahm. <laughs> and Wrong Emanuel, by the way, thinks it's a good idea to have no gun zones, when in fact the death rate is greater than both Los Angeles and, and New York together, which is a, the smaller city, Chicago, than, than either of these. So if we had a civilian militia that the police could call on, if we gave proper body armor, level 3 body armor and vehicles, if we gave, like the Trump has done two months ago, access to all the military hardware and equipment so they can literally uh, be equivalent arms to the, the crazy gangs, and if we would actually, when we got these gang members, even if they hadn't, quote, committed a crime, have them see that they actually are carrying heavy uh, weapons like, you know, air machine guns with 45-round clips and so on, they need to go to jail just for the possession. And if they have, are illegals here, they need to go not only to jail, they need to go uh, and be deported to a prison of their home country. And the problem I see is real simple. We need to get solutions so that if you're a black man carrying a squirt gun, you don't get shot by the police because we have non-lethal weapons and proper training in police. But no policeman in their right mind would go into a death zone that we call a kill zone, like they talked about this in Vietnam War and, and Korean War. Why would you go into a kill zone when you can't match the weapons of the gang leaders around you and you don't get support of the local politicians? So I kudo the police. I want the police to have non-lethal weapons, better body armor, better vehicles that can take a high-velocity weapon. I want the civilian militia, so if the police press a, a panic button, they can have a 100 civilian militia, including my grandma, who can pack a... Uh, a fully automatic weapon and come out of her home and by the way when women learn how to shoot they usually are more accurate than men believe it or not especially with handguns and you can just imagine how fast these criminals would disappear and their kids and grandkids wouldn't have to go to school and join a gang in order to be able to not get shot or killed or destroyed or drug addicted on their way to school or to work this is the problem. This is a solution. Rather than the idea of these guys, they want to protest. They shouldn't mix politics with their celebrity position as athletes. It's disgusting. It's an abomination against the United States. The reason why we're great is because we can come to solutions, and we are a colorblind nation. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. If we have a problem, it's because the governments, especially the Democrats, for years have been the Jim Crow group, the people that actually have tried to euthanize the blacks. They started off planned on parenthood. You know, we have to understand that. What's really going on, they want to remove these statues and so on because they don't want the truth that most of the people that were causing the trouble to the blacks and so on were, in fact, Democrats in the past. The real issue is we want to, we want to have fixed the problem so a little black boy, which I love, I love all boys and girls of all color in this country, it doesn't matter where they came from or if they're one, two, or ten generations, we want them to safely go to school, get an education, get a job, have a home, have a family, have a pen that doesn't skip, a car that drives safely and has safety things in it, a freeway that was run properly so it doesn't have potholes that will kill you, and we want to make sure the country is safe from incoming nuclear missiles from maniacs like Kim Jong. And we can't have a nation state without borders. 
We can't have a nation state without laws and respect to the Constitution, the flag, and the anthem. It's just ridiculous. Back in a minute, we're going to hear more. After my little rant here, a long rant, unfortunately, we're going to hear from uh, Jason, and I'm sure he's going to rant too <laughs> when we come back. time to clarify. I just want to say I'm just going to join the militia and make sure that I'm, my services are available. I don't want to see brown shirts. I don't want to see a, like uh, Obama talked about, a kind of a brown shirt civilian militia that's as strong as a quote military. No. I want to see the civilians armed to the point. And I gave an example that I mentioned on the break. I have cousins in Detroit and in uh, various cities in, in Michigan. And they mentioned when they were visiting uh, many years ago, this is about 40 years ago, that uh, they were in a bank, and Grandma had her guns on. She just came from a gun uh, thing where she was about 77. And five bankers came in with hoods on. They came in with high-powered weapons. We're going to shoot the bank tellers and take all the money. She just whipped out her gun, stood there straight, boom, 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 boom. They all face-planted and dropped dead. The cops came in while she's still blowing the smoke from her gun. And all they could do was give Granny a high-five. I don't think that would happen today, do you? No, now what would happen is Granny would be arrested, uh, the city of Detroit would be sued for defamation and racial tension, the bank robbers would be uh, immortalized uh, in downtown Detroit, there'd be marches in the streets, uh, everything is, uh, is just ass backwards these days. Um, you know, back then, Granny was the hero. Granny, you know, the police department would uh, would thank her and, and high-five her and give her, you know, the the medal of the town and, you know, give her a parade and everything else. But nowadays, just the opposite. Nowadays, she'd be vilified and victimized and say that she was racist for killing these poor bank robbers and how dare they. They just wanted to get some money to feed their families. It's so sick and it's so twisted that uh, it, it just it's mind-boggling sometimes. But do you know why it's sick and twisted? The left is very vocal, very aggressive. When you look at the violence of the left like Antifa compared to the right, which is very rare to see a person on the extreme right that's extremely violent, what you see is the left is organized, funded. I mean, they're getting major money from people like uh, George Soros and others. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, the Southern Poverty Law Center. You've had run-ins with them. These people even have offshore money so they can fund their legal attacks to make sure they silence us to actually even talk the truth. Uh, and, you know, I was watching Bill O'Reilly, and both him and Hannity were actually threatened by various organizations to say they didn't want to have a meeting on air on Hannity's show. They were actually threatening them. It's like, are you kidding? Threatening them with probably, you know, things on the social media, threatening coming to their home if they can, yelling at them in the street. Uh all consenting people to try to file lawsuits or take actions on him, like, you know, uh, that he, that had, you know, like uh, uh, O'Reilly, for example, maybe sexual harassment stuff, but it's totally out to lunch. What you have to understand is that the left are com have completely lost decency and common sense. They're no longer even just trying to defend, let's say, the poor or the weak or whatever. They want to defend globalism. They don't care if it kills people, destroys countries, causes war economic chaos, they could care less as long as they can run yeah. the show. Glo globalism is the 21st 
new is the new communism, basically. Uh, globalism is what the Democrats and, for that matter, many Republicans believe. Yeah, in. Like, like like John McCain, I call him. You know? Yeah, John uh, John McCain. You've got Jeff Flake. You've got Rob Portman. You've got Susan Collins. You've got Lisa Murkowski. You've got John McCain's permanent shadow, Lindsey Graham. You've got a lot of these uh, horribly, you know, Mitch McConnell. You've got these horrible fake Republicans that uh, have been in Washington for way too long. Uh, let's hope that there's a big insurgency of um, outsiders that are looking to take down these establishment folks. We saw what happened to Luther Strange yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good name. It's, a, it's almost like a B-movie. Tell us about your analysis because yeah. I'm sure you got some really funny metaphors to tell us. Tell us about Luther Strange, the seven-foot-tall giant who's been a swamp monster, a lobbyist for 20 years, got appointed to the Senate. Then I can't believe that Trump did this to actually try to push this guy through when Roy Moore would oh. be more in line with his agenda. Why was he doing that? Was he yeah. trying to do it for McConnell? or What's the he purpose was. of it? Yeah, well, that's yeah, and, and you know, President Trump needs to stop doing uh, favors for McConnell. The first favor he gave McConnell was to put Elaine Chao, his wife, in at Secretary of uh, uh, was it not Education of uh, Transportation. That was his first, you know, uh, olive branch to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to let your wife have a job in my administration, but with that comes responsibility on your end to get my agenda through Congress. Sure, no problem, Mr. President. Meanwhile, where are we at now? Absolutely nowhere. So, again, he needs to stop doing these favors. I'm sure Mitch McConnell, or as I like to call him, the Kentucky Fried Chicken Mitch McConnell, more than likely said to President Trump, I need you to go to Alabama. It's a tight race, and I need you to go down there and, uh, and stump for Luther Strange. And Trump, uh, you know, for whatever reason, said fine. He should have said, why should I do that when you haven't even gotten my agenda through? You haven't repealed Obamacare and everything else. But whatever. He decided to do it. The people in Alabama knew better. They picked the right horse in that race, absolutely for sure. And I will say this. Trump kind of, in some respects, gave the people of Alabama... Uh, a pass, if you will, to vote for Roy Moore because during his speech he said they're both great men and I'll support either one of them. Right. So it was kind of a wink, wink, nod, nod to the people of Alabama to you know show your independence and do what you need to do. Pick the best candidate and put the best candidate in the U.S. Senate. And uh, definitely Roy Moore was that better candidate. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm amazed that he did that. I mean, hopefully this is a teaching uh, lesson for Trump that uh, playing uh, games with the swamp monster and the swamp monster's friend, which is Mitch McConnell, uh, <laughs> and this, this giant, you know, <laughs> what a what a great name, Luther Strange. I mean, uh, you can make a movie about like this. A, yeah, it sounds like is an it, adult film name or something. Well, well, it's probably something right out of the Adams Family, you know, the da-da-da-da, da-da-da. It's like, really, you know... <laughs> Yes, I'm Luther Strange. I'm a swamp monster of 20 years. I got appointed to the Senate. And please vote for me because Trump, my Uncle Trumpy, wants to vote me in. I'm thinking, yeah. no. And I'm thinking, what makes this guy so wonderful? Oh, I'll do whatever Trump wants. Well, uh, that doesn't mean you're a good guy. It doesn't mean you can you may not turn on right. him because you have to have substance. In other words, you have to have a, a history yeah. of, of why you're a good guy and why you're going to do the right thing for America. Let this right. be a lesson then, you know, to other candidates that if you're endorsed by the Republican leadership, either Mitch McConnell in the Senate or Paul Ryan Osiris in the House, more than likely that's going to be detrimental 
uh, to your success as a as an uh, you know a, an incumbent, an establishment incumbent incumbent. So, for the outsiders out there that think that these uh, entrenched incumbents cannot be beat, obviously they can be beat. Let's hope that McDaniel out there decides to take another run uh, in uh, in a race, and as well as other areas of the country. I really want to see some of these long-term, long-time establishment folks lose. I really do. Uh, you know, I think Jeff Flake is going to have a challenge in Arizona. There's going to be some others out there. But we've got to challenge these people because we need to have uh, a situation like we had in 2010. 2010, we had a lot of establishment folks that were challenged. Some won, some lost. Uh, that brought in Marco Rubio. It brought in Ted Cruz. It brought in, I believe, Mike Lee and a couple others. So, you know, it can be done. And uh, when it is done, and it's done right, it's going to be better for America. Because right now, we basically have a globalcratic party in Washington, and they both serve globalism as their masters. Well, the, the pinch point is the, is the Senate. And if uh, Trump plays his cards right from this point onward, and he gets 60 senators so he doesn't have to play his games uh, in the Senate, he can gather enough, both Republicans and some cross-the-border Democrats, to get his legislative agenda done, especially uh, infrastructure, tax reform, and even fixing health care. As I said before, they, what they should have done is what he's doing now, is a bunch of mini-health bills, like allowing a cross-border competition, bills to stop and cap uh, malpractice, uh, bills to actually can allow uh, the... You know, how can I say the expensing of development of new types of clinics and so on, like the one in Kansas where doctors charge, say, 40 bucks for an adult and 20 bucks for a kid to do primary care. Uh, I mean, we basically want to have free, you know, no free care, but affordable care so everybody can buy catastrophic insurance. I have my wife's. Uh, hairdresser, she's not only because she refuses Obamacare in California, she can't even buy catastrophic insurance. That's how bad this is. It's ridiculous. So, when we come back, more issues, more solutions. If you want to call in and make a comment, 877-317-6432. The call in number, 877-317-6432. Josh Bernstein, not Jason, <laughs> is here with amacamac.us, and we'll be back in a minute. Josh, there's a couple things. One of my favorite football players, uh, Peyton Manning, is actually, they're talking about him running. Uh, we have uh, Kid yeah. Rock, who actually, we know his history. He's a, you know, nationalist uh, libertarian. I don't know where Peyton's coming from. You tell me your analysis of, uh, you know, I don't see any political well, history in his past of him ever mixing politics yeah. and sports. So I don't know where he comes from. I mean, Peyton comes from red state America. No, there's no question about that. Um, I don't know if he's like an evangelical. I don't believe he is. Uh, I think, if anything, he's probably more of a pragmatic type of person. But I also wonder whether or not he's a globalist. I wonder whether or not he's one of those mushy, you know, establishment-type Republicans. Uh, I think if he did run for Corker's seat or anyone uh, else, maybe Lamar Alexander in 2020 or what have you, uh, I think that he'd be a formidable uh, opponent, I think he would actually win 
the Senate seat uh, with, you know, hands down, it would be pretty easy, as a matter of fact. I don't even think you anyone well, would want uh, to challenge yeah, I think you're right. I think he's got the brains, but how will he use those brains? For example, exactly. one, of the, one of the things that we often we deal with, you and I, is, is the label that we're conservatives. We're not really conservatives. We're solid, constitutional American uh, with a big heart toward people of any religion or skin color that are a big family. I mean, you know, the fact is, we want to find solutions, and the solutions aren't far. What the left and the globalists want to tell us is that solutions are impossible, or they're miles away from anything you can see. Or we have the solutions, right? Exactly. Exactly. And the real issue is we're solutions people. And if we don't have one, we want to work it out. That's the whole idea about dialogue in university campuses. You can't even dialogue with people of opposite viewpoints to find a solution. It's just so I will say this: um, Kid Rock would would be absolutely fantastic up there in Michigan. Uh, you know, he's a no BS type of guy. He's right. definitely uh, an America first populist nationalist type of guy. He would help uh, bring about change in America. He would help make America great again. I can't say the same for Peyton Manning. Again, I don't know nearly a, a mu- uh, as much about his politics. But uh, I would really hope that um, Kid Rock decides to challenge and then destroy Debbie Stab Me Now in Michigan. Ah, that's a good one. You always come up with these great metaphors, Debbie Stab Me Now. (laughs) (laughs) It's what we do. Yeah, it's it's what you do, and you're good at it. by the way, we did some videos, and we want to get better lighting next time, so it won't seem like it's a B-movie when we did the last one. It was a little dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we do all these neat podcasts, and we can do them before the show or on the weekends. And people need to know if they go to our deagle-network.com, everything is cross-indexed. So if you just hit Josh Bernstein, all the shows, even all the subtopics, if you want to pull up a specific topic, like everything from heart failure to you know GOP politics to whatever, or even Peyton Manning, if I put the keyword in there, anytime Peyton Manning has been mentioned, because I have a close to photographic memory, you're going to see all the news items, including from any show, pop up. That's what's really cool. You can actually, and you can pull an audio or video clip and send it, put it up on your own YouTube page, Facebook, yeah. Twitter, Patreon, whatever. And that's what's neat. You have your own, by the way, Patreon page. Yeah, and that's and something can, I just wanted to discuss real quick. Um, yeah, there's a lot of censorship out there. I mean, let's face it, uh, my good buddies, uh, Diamond and Silk, who I've known, had them on my show before. They've lost 90 to 95% of their income. Uh, I've uh, been uh, taken a major hit because I am now a major target of the left. Recently, I did an expose on the Real Hate Group, the Southern Poverty Law Center. Uh, I've recently done another expose on uh, why you shouldn't donate to the American Red Cross. I also have done one on the Susan G. Komen Foundation for Breast Cancer Research and how they pinkwash their competition and they have suspect um, uh, ways of going about uh, not only with their associations, but with their donation practices. So I am a target, folks. Uh, I cover oh, yeah. a lot of hard-hitting things out there. And because of that, being a target, uh, I need people to support the show. And if you could, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash Josh Bernstein, J-O-S-H-B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N, all one word, Patreon dot com forward slash Josh Bernstein and please consider becoming a patron to the uh, to the show you can contribute there on a monthly basis or a one time basis but uh, I definitely need the help so that we can continue to do more compelling exposes and you know 
do a lot more shows that we are uncovering some of the lies and uh, half-truths and myth-truths and deception that is out there, not just in Washington, but around the world. Well, you know, one of the interesting things we did was uh, we talked to Matt Trutello the first hour on Monday with the first show back here in Genesis, and he talked about the Magdeburg uh, Confession. And the reason why the Magdeburg people managed to succeed in stopping the Vatican from taking back over and ending Protestantism 500 years ago, 30 years after the death of uh, you know, the, the founder of Protestantism, was they had the, the printing press. Well, the modern printing press is the, is the Internet, the podcasting, all the other things, because the regular media has failed you. And without the properly functioning force of state, you don't have liberty. Uh, because the executive branch, the legislative branch, and the judicial branch will not operate properly without a properly operating uh, journalistic uh, group of people asking questions, being the purveyors of wisdom and solutions to problems. Just like in ancient times, remember when uh, King Saul had to go to the Witch of Endor and ask to see if he could summon up the spirit of uh, Samuel, and I think God actually allowed it, although he usually doesn't. Samuel was showing that I gave him actually warning, a prophetic warning of the death of, of King Saul. I think people should start to understand that the death of our civilization starts in the heart of journalism. And if it's not being done properly, it means the death of the legal system, the death of the judicial system, the death of politics. And right. when, when that happens, you kneel at the, at the uh, national anthem. You don't respect the Constitution. You don't respect borders. In fact, you have, you know, we call sanctuary states in, like California, which is an obscenity, and sanctuary cities. And the idea that people can just park their butt here. I couldn't believe the nerve of the DACA kids protesting and actually chanting, no nation, no borders, and then they said an obscenity, which I'm not going to repeat, uh, and uh, America. It's like, uh, you can't do this, kids. Uh, both Trump and Pelosi, and Pelosi, they're, they're surrounding her like, I think they were going to beat her last week. Uh, <laughs> I know. And these DACA kids, I couldn't believe it, they're surrounding her. So after half an hour of them shouting at her, she finally left and said, that's it. Can't talk to you kids. And she's trying to help them. So is Trump. And then they want to call Trump a racist when both Pelosi is meeting with Schumer and, and Pelosi say, let's integrate this with a really tough, it has to be really tough, immigration system that, that turns the tap off and a real tight border system that funds the wall. they got six different types. They're testing now here in San Diego, just 35 miles from where my studio is, on the Mexico-California border. Uh, We've got to take care of this. And the fact is there are solutions. And here's Pelosi, who's a Democrat, trying to help the DACA kids, and they're cursing at her, calling her a liar. I'm just amazed. I'm just, I'm in shock. Yeah, no, look, you said something earlier. You were talking about how the media needs to be responsible and, and journalistic integrity right. must right. Uh, be, you know, taken place for a free society to prosper and continue. And right. I've been calling it the mediocratic party because <laughs> the media and the Democrats have merged into one and you basically have a mediocratic party, unfortunately. And uh, right. that needs to be disbanded. And I have said many times I've been, you know, ridiculed by the left and things like that. But they need to figure out a way to hold the media accountable for their truth-telling and truth-seeking. Because obviously they do not do that. And CNN is a perfect example of how many times they've been caught lying and having well, to retract stories. We ought to be able to pull their broadcasting licenses after a certain amount of times that they get stories wrong. i got, I got a better, simpler solution. And let's think of this. 
we the people out here have all the power and the powers and the dollars we decide not to pay for commercials or products that are on their networks so we as can Americans remember 85% of Americans believe in standing for the uh, for the anthems 58% believe that you know you have the right to make sure even NFL players do it but what I think is a real simple solution is we can just march with our dollars say look if you put a specific product on CNN where you're saying a narrative that is damaging to the Constitution and the Republic, we're not going to buy your product anymore. And if that message gets back to the manufacturers, they're going to pull their advertising and these networks are going to disappear. They'll disappear partly. They'll, they're just like the NFL. It's going to shrink until they get the message like that they have to stop it. And they're going to get rid of journalists that go crazy. What do you think? Well, I think, um, yeah, obviously that's one thing that we could do. I know that they were trying to do that to uh, Hannity and O'Reilly and many of the others on Fox News. They were shutting down the advertisers. And yes, there is a group out there that's doing the exact same thing to the left. But I think it's beyond that. I think with President Trump and his situation, look, I believe in freedom of speech and the First Amendment, but I believe that you shouldn't be lying and trying to... Exactly. I think they need to pull their license. I agree. They need to pull their license. Yeah, uh, licensectomy. How's that? Licensectomy, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we got Amac.us for your free membership. Amac.us. Yeah, thank you, uh, Josh Bernstein. Again, Amac.us. That phone number again. Repeat it is. 888-262-2006. 888-262-2006. Get your free membership today. It's been said any society is only three missed meals away. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best complete nutritional meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family.